What's up, Garageaholics? It's Jelly. Tsunami. Coming at you with episode two of our podcast here from the Last Take Garage. Uh, today we're going to be going in-depth on our thoughts on the college football playoff. It's coming up this weekend, first round, a um, couple big games. Obviously four teams left that can win the national championship. Um, so we're going to dive into that. First thing we want to lead off with, though, is some unfortunate news, possibly end of, end of the career maybe for one of the greats, uh, it came out today that Frank Gore is not going to play in the last game for the Jets. Uh, he's got a lung issue. But if this is his last um, season, I mean, he played 16 years. I think they said he had nine or ten seasons, over 1,000 yards. And he just passed uh, – he just moved into number three on the all-time rushing list. Um, true not only journeyman but um, just workhorse in the game. Um and I saw a post from ESPN. One of the big highlights was the guy tore both his ACLs in college. So um, huge shout-out to Frank Gore if this is the end of the line. If not, I mean, the guy never ages. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, I mean, Frank Gore is one of those guys that uh, seems timeless. Um, he just shows up to work every day, uh, especially when he was with the Niners. Picked up a lot of big wins, a lot of yards, um, just overall – a gladiator, really. Yeah, I I forget sometimes like places he's been. Like, I mean, the Jets are terrible. I forgot he was there. And then he was with the Bills. Yep. He was with the Colts and the Niners. Like, he just bounced around. And the guy, he's just one of those guys that you can plug and play into the offense. You know, you can turn around. He's going to be there. He's going to carry the load. So, uh, Hall of Fame career for sure. Uh, congratulations, Frank Gore. I don't know if I want to see him retire, but if he does, he does. Yeah. You think he'd outlast everybody, but yeah, he's like one of those guys. He's like uh, uh, with all the jerseys. I think of like somebody like Kenny Lofton in baseball. Yeah. Like every time you turn around, he's on a different team, and I'm like that guy's still in the league. Yeah, and um, and he just like you say, he just goes in, he picks up the slack. He's been a good leader. He never caused any problems. You don't hear anything come out, um, which is kind of ironic. It's coming out of you, so yeah, yeah, <laughs> um, for sure about that. But let's dig right into it. College football playoff. Um, we're going to try to stay unbiased in this. We both root for the Irish. You guys know that if you follow along. Um, got some pretty strong feelings against all three of the other teams. So um, if it does slant one way, it will slant pro-Irish. But not a whole lot of hope in the garage. But let's lead off with that game because it is the early game. Um, just to give you guys the matchup, Alabama's playing Notre Dame in the Rose Bowl in Texas. It's a really weird situation. Um, Brian Kelly got his wish. He gets to have parents in the stands to watch the Irish probably get murdered. Um, they're 19.5-point dogs right now, and over-under on that game is 65.5. Again, this is Tuesday. That game's not until Friday, so could change a little bit. Pretty close to where it opened, though. Um, what are your thoughts there? Well, I mean, that's a score of 45-20 to 20 Alabama. Um, you know, I... That's nine plus TDs. In nine, game. nine touchdowns. Yeah. Out of two teams that give up, what, less than 20 a game? Yeah. So uh, Notre Dame gives up 18.6, and Alabama gives up 19.45. Now, in my retrospect, that's pretty much even because Alabama does play in the SEC. More points are scored in the SEC. And they gave up a lot to Florida, just like Notre Dame gave up a lot to Clemson. So it goes to show 
that they both do have strong defenses as well as offense. Um, you know, with that said, segue to offense, Notre Dame's only putting up about 35 a game, where Alabama's putting up 49.7, almost a 50 spot on everybody. Yeah, and I think that's – I listened to a little bit of uh, ESPN today. I was out in a car, and Paul Feinbaum was on, um, you know, with his usual SEC – leaning bias and Notre Dame hating bias, but um, he talked about Alabama and the Saban teams have always been defense, 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 and then haven't really had an offense. Well, now they got the offense to go with it. Like He said this is probably the scariest Alabama team he's ever seen. Yeah, I mean, I'd have to agree with him. I mean, you got Najee Harris at uh, 214 carries and 1,200 yards and 24 touchdowns. I mean, the closest Notre Dame guy to that, like we talked about, is Williams, and he's got 195 carries for – 1,061 yards and 12 TDs, so half the TDs. And then you go to the outside part of the ball, and you have Smith, who has 17 TDs on 98 receptions and 1,500 yards. It's just astronomical. That's just ridiculous. That kid's disgusting, and he wasn't even the number one until Jalen Waddle went down. Right. Jalen Waddle goes down, and he's probably the most dynamic player they have. When he goes down, they say, oh, is this the end for Alabama this season? And Devontae Reaper... Or Devontae, Devontae Smith, the Slim Reaper, might as well just, be the Reaper. Just yeah. comes in and just buries people. Yeah, and, and then like Notre Dame from a passing standpoint, which we do move the ball around a lot to a lot of different looks. But the next, the closest guy to Smith's uh, numbers is forty receptions, six hundred ninety-seven yards, and only three touchdowns. Yeah, it's it's just it's ridiculous. I mean, I feel like it's going to be two thousand twelve all over again. Like the taste is still not out of my mouth and. They said something on the radio today that really kind of pissed me off as an Irish fan, but I'm a realist too. They said, you know, the college football playoff, usually the first round is always one good game, one lackluster game. And to find out where the lackluster game is, just find Oklahoma or Notre Dame, see which game they're in, and that's going to be the one that disappoints. And I can't say they're wrong. I mean, Clemson beat the shit out of us last time. Then you got the Alabama. 2012 was just a joke. Like, yeah, that wasn't even a... Uh, were we at a bowl? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's like, like I said. I think Eddie we're in the sink. I don't going. think we we're in the bowl. I mean, and I don't think Eddie Lacy was as good as Najee is. No, I would have to agree. I, Najee, you know, he has the run over. So he reminds me of an Alvin Kamara, right? He has that run over downhill run. He has that catch the ball out the backfield. And then he also has the speed to get through the secondary after he beats the linebackers. Yeah. And, hey, I, I just want you guys to know, Najee Harris, I'm on your train. I don't know how you finished fifth, basically, in the Heisman because you didn't get invited. But I don't know. I I think he had a better season than Trevor Lawrence. I think Trevor Lawrence just got invited because he's Trevor Lawrence. I mean, Kyle Trask put up better numbers than Trevor Lawrence, and he got invited. That's fine. You can't invite Mac Jones and not Devontae Smith. And you can't invite Devontae Smith and not Mac Jones. I get it. Right. Would I have probably bitched if three Alabama guys were at the Heisman? Probably, but they all deserved it. Absolutely. And and that leads to the question of what does Notre Dame have to do to compete? I want to hear what you have to say. Let me give you my uh, They got to get lucky. Notre Dame's got to get lucky. It's got to be luck of the Irish, I think. I think we got to get out like we did um, on Clemson the first time. We have to get up early and hope to God we can hold on. It's That's the only way it can go. There's got to be some turnover. The, all the bounces have to go our way. Uh, unfortunately, I don't know if you follow him or not, but uh, I follow uh, Funny Main. Uh, he's the biggest Alabama fan. He's a comedian. I don't. He is hilarious. And he always posts 
um, how Alabama fans reacted to each week's games. And kicking has been a big Alabama problem until this season. Now they got a kicker that can even make the, right. all the kicks. So they're just fire, firing on all cylinders. I really think that we got to get lucky. So I'll second the luck of the Irish, but I think that if we stay patient and we allow a shootout and don't get intimidated, we have a chance. Because when we played Clemson the first time, it was a straight shootout. It was yeah. an absolute shootout. And we hung on. I do agree we have to get up early in the shootout and make Alabama tri- or fight from behind. But what I'm saying is if we can get a lead, let Alabama come back and just keep just keep tacking on points, tacking on points, and because they're going to score. They're, I mean, ultimately, I don't think there is – I mean, right now, the, ja- the Jaguars, the Jets, <laughs> you put those teams up against Alabama, Alabama score. I'm sorry. They just are. And I get it. It's college. It's, it's pros. You, you can hate us if you don't if you want to, but I'm telling you now, Alabama's going to score. So since that's going to happen, if they can stay calm and they can and they can harness little victory in you know moments, whether you know because sometimes I feel like Notre Dame kind of like the big plays, the the big moments. That's when we feed and roll and roll and roll. Yeah. But we have to celebrate the little victories where we hold them or where we score. And just keep fighting through it. Um, but I, I do have to agree. You know, I, it, it pains me to say it's going to be another 2012, but it, it's probably true. I mean, we're playing the best team. And then, you know, can we stop Alabama? What What's your thought? And also, I want to say that if we get through them, I don't know if we'll have enough in the tank to get through Clemson or Ohio State. Yeah. That's, I think with the get lucky and the stop them, I don't think we can stop them. I mean, our best shot is they lost a big offensive lineman in the SEC championship game, so pressure that spot. I mean, it's just going to be another five-star. and It's just somebody out of the factory that they're going to put in. It's going to look just like that other guy um, who just doesn't have enough reps. Um, I, think the, I think the big thing in the Clemson game was the uh, Jeremiah Wusu-Koromola defensive touchdown. So if we can get a return touchdown, but first of all, if we can make a punt and maybe get a punt return touchdown or a scoop and score or pick six, I think that's going to be – we need a momentum shifter because I think already we're behind the eight ball with the momentum. And coming from personal experience and being in a situation – obviously it's not for a national championship, it's, but uh, we play for a league championship this year on Wednesdays, and I had a great team on paper. We had a great team on paper, and we showed up like we didn't belong. I think Notre Dame needs to come off the bus acting like Alabama needs to beat them instead of we need to beat Alabama. So they, kind of like that Josh Allen attitude that he has, that he's the greatest quarterback in the NFL right now. Yeah, it, and he it's just basically speaks into fruition. I mean, he's just crushing people. Yeah. And, the, and we talked about it a few weeks ago, that Bill's attitude, they don't give a shit. They're just young guys out there smacking people around. And that's, that's what it needs to be. We need to hope a few things happen. We need to hope Notre Dame gets off the bus with that attitude, and we need to hope that Alabama gets off the bus with the attitude the Chiefs had this week where they're bored. Right. And they think they're supposed to win. Absolutely. And catch them slipping. Absolutely. I think that's the only way that we win. Because, listen, the, guys, the wise guys in Vegas that set these lines, they're not dumb. Right. That's why they're called wise They started at 20, 19 and a half, whatever. It's still at 19 and a half. There's a reason for that. 
nine touchdowns, I think, is a lot. I mean, it could be seven out. It could be seventy to fourteen. I don't know what. I mean, but I think that's what's got to happen. Um, I also think Tommy Reese or Tom Reese now, as he wants to be. I just hope he doesn't overthink himself. I mean, it's really the first real big game that he's been in. I mean, he obviously faced Clemson twice this year, and he took over for the bowl game, but I think he needs to just have a plan and stick to it and not panic and kind of instill that. Yeah, and, I, and, and since we're talking coaching, you know, I think Brian Kelly has to be um, hard-nosed for the gig. You know, I think sometimes Brian freaks out when it's already too late rather than just being hard-nosed from the start. Yeah. I mean, he's got to be proactive instead of being reactive. Yeah, Because if exactly. he plays reactive coaching against Saban, it'll be like Saban playing chess and he's playing checkers. It's yeah. just not going to work. So, you know, and this is kind of a, a grander uh, question I got, but does Indy as a whole need to do more or have they returned to a national powerhouse? I don't. Well, I mean, you got to define national powerhouse. I mean, so to me, national powerhouse—they've essentially Alabama, Clemson, LSU. Normally, um, you know, the, the top tier teams is, is Notre Dame in that conversation. Ohio State, even unfortunately, that dumb state. Um, you know, is, is Notre Dame done enough to establish themselves with the big dogs? Because we lose against the big dogs and the Bulls, and so you hear all the hatred. In our area, especially the non-Notre Dame fans, oh, you guys are trash. It's all money that you guys get to go to these bowl games. has nothing to do with your skill. You're way overrated. It's a, you know, I wanted Matt post on the on our page that it's a bye week for Alabama to the national championship. You know, I mean. That's coming from a Spartans fan, and I don't know what bowl they're playing in. Uh, but I think they're a national powerhouse. I mean, it's weird because I think Clemson and Alabama are on different tier. Okay. I mean, that's your A1. They're they're up there. So I think those are the – I guess i got to retract my answer. No, I don't think so. I think there's only two national powerhouses right now. It's Alabama and it's Clemson. Okay. It's, Al, it's Clemson and it's Alabama. It's flip a coin and every other year it's whoever it is. Okay. And then you got your other tier where it's the guys you're talking about. LSU, Ohio State, Notre Dame. People that are always knocking on the door. Georgia, Florida. Yeah, Georgia. Florida's, well, Florida not, Florida's not there yet. I mean, they haven't been relevant. You're they right. were, but Georgia, I think, is up there. Um, Texas A&M is – I think I think that's the cutoff. I think it's like – oh, Oklahoma. I would say Oklahoma, Notre Dame, Ohio State, LSU, Georgia in the next tier in whatever order you want to put them in. So that's seven. And then you can fight it out with, like, Texas A&M, Florida, Wisconsin when they put full season. I mean, Penn State, I think, had, a like, a blip a this year. So – Guys like that. And then your Oregon will pop off every few years. Right. USC. Pac-12 is really irrelevant. Yeah, it really has become, like, uh, kind of a laughing stock since they've combined with more teams. It's, you know, it's just – they're just not the same. Well, it's it's hard to compete when you're playing games that – you had no national eyes on you. You're playing – all your games start at, like, 10 o'clock. They get over at 1 a.m. True. Um I mean, you got sick uniforms if you're Oregon and, right. you know, your track stars out there. USC hasn't been relevant since Reggie and Matt Leinert and all those guys. Yeah. Um, so it's not really a draw. 
And I think Texas is the same way. I mean, yeah. They haven't really done much. Yeah, no. They're making out room for, like, all those old-school powerhouses, like Miami, Florida State. Everybody seems to always be rebuilding. So, no, I think there's – and I think that makes a case for an 18 playoff, too. Okay. Because I think there's two at the top, and there's five in the middle, and then you can make a case for an eighth team to get in, whoever whoever the flavor of the year is. Right. And that's probably how it's going to shake out every year. Right now. What I think Notre Dame has to do is not get blown out. I mean, I don't think they're going to win. I just hope they cover. Okay. I'm not going to bet on them. Don't take that as advice. But if they cover, I think we get a little bit more respect. Okay. It will open some people's eyes like, oh, Notre Dame didn't win, but they showed up. Right. Just show up. Please just show up, Notre Dame. Right. Well, so, I think, you know, we got we got a four-star quarterback coming in. And, you know, we haven't had that. We've had, you know. Ian Book's going to put that Trump down. He ain't leaving. <laughs> well, yeah. But I'm just saying, when you look at it, we've had Brady Quinn. Um, you know, Tommy. Sorry, Tom. Uh, and then we had um, Clawson. Uh, and we, we had, had Golson. Uh, Golson. I mean, but we Golson, I guess, was a was a. A uh, higher star out of, out of like high Kaiser and Zaire. I thought Zaire would have been I, better. I thought Zaire would be a lot better. So, I mean, we've had a couple star, high star quarterbacks. Yeah. But we really haven't had one with hype like this guy does. So, I mean, I think we're going in the right direction. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I, I got to be honest, I was on the get rid of Kelly train at a point because I was just, I just felt like he, he's soft sometimes. And it's really, but I feel like he's, he's managed that. I've never, le- I've never left the Kelly train because we used to get in this conversation all the time, me and a couple of my buddies that are, they don't overreact, which is nice. You can have an actual civil conversation right, with right. them. The conversation always came up, who else? Right. Okay, you fire Brian Kelly, who has taken every team that he's ever been a part of to some sort of national relevance. Right. He did it with Central, he did it with Cincinnati. Cincinnati. Grand Valley was a powerhouse. I mean, we, I was in high school. We went to his camps. I went to his camp when they were winning back-to-back national championships at Notre Dame. I mean, he had one season that was god-awful. But all, all the guy does is win 10 or 11 games and get us to a major bowl game. So, I mean, who else? Who's going to do that? You're not going to get Urban to come. Please stop saying that. Like, it's just not going to happen. You're going to have to get some hotshot coordinator or somebody, some alum, I don't know if you can get, like, I don't even know. I just There's no real, you're either going to get equal or worse. I, I, yeah, and I, I agree with that now for sure. I mean, I'm just saying at a point I, I wasn't a believer, but I, 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 do, I do think that equal or worse, more likely worse than equal. Yeah. So. I think I know the answer to this question, but who do you got in the game? I'm going to have to go with, with the Crimson Tide. Yeah, I'm going to be right here watching it, probably hungover. Thanks for putting us at 5 o'clock instead of the 8.30 game. Four. But Huh? Is right. it 4? Four. 4. Either way, it's You'll way... You'll still be hungover it's whether way, it's 4 or 5. It's way earlier than I want to be awake because we're throwing that party in here, but I'll be in here watching it. I got the Crimson Tide 2. I think it's going to go under the number because I think 9 touchdowns is a lot for these two teams, but... I don't know. You never know. Yeah, I mean, I'm not gonna. I'm gonna have to say Alabama covers, man. I just don't. I think it's gonna start out pretty even, 
and they're just going to wear us down, and it'll just be an onslaught. But hopefully I'm wrong, um, but like I kind of alluded to, if we do get through this game, I don't think we'll have the – I think we'll be so beat up that we won't be able to compete in a national yeah, championship that's game. True. It, it might get real – I mean, a win might even get ugly. That's You're right. Yeah, so – so uh, what do you got on the uh, the Clemson and Ohio State? Well, Clemson and Ohio State, so the nightcap, um, that game, and we did these numbers yesterday. I think they're still good today, but uh, Clemson's favored by 7.5, so I think it's going to be a closer game, but the over-under is actually a little bit higher at 66.5, which is right back in that nine-touchdown range. Um, to so get we're to talking like 37-30? Yeah, something like that, just an sh- absolute shootout, which with these teams probably can happen. I mean – Clemson, we've seen what Clemson can do twice. I mean, they put up 40 in the loss. Yeah. Um, with DJ Bayaval for his last name, playing quarterback, um, who I think hot take is going to be better than Trevor Lawrence. I agree. I mean, the kid's six foot. He, he's like Cam Newton with a brain. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That like yeah, Bayaval for he's going to be a Heisman candidate. Yeah. DJ We Ungalale. Yeah, I'll give him some, put some respect on his name. He deserves it. Um, but what I think, my big question going into this game is, is this where we see the reps matter? And this is the high horse that I've been on the entire season about why Ohio State should not be playing this game, is they haven't played as many reps. Like I said, talent-wise, they should probably be there. The community put them in, but... Is this where that comes to fruition that they just have way more tread left on their tires? And that's – and see, at first when you were saying that, I thought you were saying that them not playing as many games is going to hurt them. But I might – I agree with you. Yeah. Them not playing as many games is definitely going to help them. It's just like what we just said about Notre Dame. Say they beat Alabama. Then they got to go up against either a Clemson, who's obviously shown they can beat them yeah. and, and also lose to them, but can beat them. And then they go up against a – barely worn out Ohio State team with a quarterback who's probably number two in the draft. I mean, so if not if not top five, you know? So it's like, I agree 150%. It is unfair that they get to come in with six games and shoot for a national title on that. I agree talent. I agree all those things. But like we said, things get wacky over an 11-game season. It does. I mean, I just ran some quick numbers just to see, like, are the reps really that – big of a difference you know Clemson played 11 games Ohio State played six they both like to set the pace with the run uh Travis Etienne for Clemson who is I mean he first round running backs just don't happen much anymore but if there is one I mean Najee's probably gonna go first round I would probably take Najee first and then Etienne second depending on what kind of offense I'm running but Etienne's got 158 carries yeah the top carrier for Ohio State is Master Teague with 89 Right. So if you take Master Teague and then Sermon, 84, but how many carries did he have in that Big Ten championship when he ran for 300 and whatever? Right, exactly. Uh, he's got 84, so you're looking at 173. They barely combined have more reps than ETN. Right. And the running back position, each one of those is a, just a car crash. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I mean that's, that's less bodies hitting you. That's less... Ice baths. That's less yeah, trips less. to the uh, to the trainer for ankle tape and all those guys. So you're a thousand percent right. I mean, Justin Fields is a running quarterback and he has 67 rushes. Trevor Lawrence is an improvising quarterback. I mean, he's a pocket passer with some mobility, but he's even got 58 
rushes. Right. I mean, for a guy like that, just the wear and tear and everything, um, I think it's going to come into effect in Ohio State's favor that way. Because not only do they have those reps, their backups don't have those. So they have a fresh set behind. Right. I mean, Clemson's played some games where they had to go deep. Right. They get started game, they go into, what, two overtimes? Yeah. So those guys are – they've been worn down. They've been battle-tested. Well, and you look at it from an NFL perspective, right? And i got to give a little bit of – I don't even know what you want to call it to my Steelers, I guess, um, biased pride, but – I mean, we haven't had a bye since week four. Yeah, 12, look, weeks in, 12 weeks in a row. 12 weeks in a row. Look what that did to us. Yeah. I'm not saying, like, yes, we're not establishing the run. You can't do that in the NFL. Another subject, whatever. I get it. But I'm just saying. I mean, the guy said, we're not going like, to make this an excuse, but we are mentally gassed. We are tired. Yeah. And so, I mean, the other players in the college, at the college level, and you got to add in, they got class. They've got responsibility. They've got workouts. They, you know, so and – and being that I did college sports, it is a job. So these kids are tired too. You know what I mean? Like they don't get a break. Yeah. And and but Ohio State has the exact opposite. I mean, they've gotten a major break. And not only that, there uh, the total landscape. You can say it's you know eleven versus six games, but when you're looking at it, like I was trying to put it together, Ohio State played three games, then Maryland got canceled off week. Right. Then they play IU off week right like so they got chances to recover even during the season right so like i just i think it's terrible now um another thing um does ohio state get exposed though because this is the first real team they're playing you know I, i just haven't seen enough body of work from this team to really say to answer that question like contently but i mean I do think that athlete-wise on the offensive side of the ball and if James on the defensive side of the ball is playing at the top of their level, I I think they could get exposed just because, I mean, Clemson, (laughs) everybody talks about Alabama and and their stars. They're they're stars. I'm not trying to take anything from those guys. But Clemson's got athlete after athlete after athlete after athlete. Well, this is the way I broke it down. I took Ohio State scheduling. If you guys don't know what it looks like without having to look it up, tell me preseason and or postseason knowing how it finished, if this scares you. Nebraska, Penn State, Rutgers, IU, Michigan State, Northwestern. The bottom of the barrel other than Northwestern. I mean, I might be more afraid if this is a basketball schedule. Right. So what I did is I took the top six opponents that Clemson's played just to say, hey, Here's the six toughest games because they played six games. Right. Would you rather play Nebraska, Penn State, Rutgers, IU, Michigan State, and Northwestern, or Virginia, Miami, Boston College, Notre Dame, Pitt, and Notre Dame? I mean, I I guess IU was relevant at the beginning of the year. Northwestern, that's two. You said Notre Dame, Notre Dame. I mean, that two trumps those two. Miami. Miami, yeah, I, I mean, I'd have to go with schedule one, unless it was a basketball game, like you said. I think every team on Notre, or every team on Clemson's schedule, I think, was ranked this year. Maybe not Virginia. No, I don't think Virginia was ranked at all. I'm, I'm, I could be wrong, Pat White. If I'm wrong, I'm sorry, buddy. Oh, he's a West Virginia fan. Sorry. Yeah. 
So, sorry, bud. But uh, And then Ohio State, I don't think Nebraska was ever maybe ranked in the back. I don't know. They've been terrible for a long time. Black shirts are not back. Um, Penn State was ranked when Ohio State played them, but they wound up to be a fraud this yeah, year. Yeah, that was a dump. Rutgers was definitely never ranked. Yeah. IU was ranked when they played, and they barely Ohio State barely, barely got out of there. Yep. Michigan State was not ranked. And Northwestern was ranked, and they only won by seven. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think there is a big uh, chance. And, you know, maybe the committee did it this way on purpose. Maybe they just wanted two blowout games so that the big dogs could fight it out. Well, and that, the other thing is, against those six teams that aren't very scary, no matter how you stack them up, Ohio State only wound up as the number 34 defense in the country. Clemson played the and this what 105, 126 100. or 27 I think I FBS looked them all up. 126 yeah. FBS teams okay and Clemson played the schedule they played now they did play some cupcakes the games that I took off the five games that I took off they played Wake Forest they played Citadel right. uh, they played Georgia Tech Syracuse and Virginia Tech those were the worst five games statistically that I took off but they wound up as the number six defense and they played Notre Dame twice they played Miami who could score. They played Boston College, who, I mean, yeah. they scored. Thank you, Phil, Phil Dracovic, for leaving town and going to try to be relevant somewhere. Um, it's just kind of crazy. I think Ohio State, the, the best defense they played, and this is by end-of-the-year statistics, overall defense, the best defense they played all year is Penn State. They're 17th best defense in the country. Clemson's number six. Right. Like, I just don't think they've been up against that. And we've seen it in the games with IU and the game with Northwestern that in big games where Justin Fields has to perform, he kind of gets a little bit cold feet. Yeah, I would have to second that, man. And uh, I guess we won't know till you know 8 p.m. on on Saturday, but <laughs> and the other or Friday, sorry, Friday. Yeah, and the other uh, factor that I think is kind of the X factor is I think Dabo wants to rub it in their face. I don't think Dabo thinks Ohio State should be at the table. I think Dabo is that kind of coach that obviously I don't really like. I don't like him personally because of the Notre Dame rivalry that started. I mean, it's not a rivalry. I shouldn't say that. But we see him so often recently that it's hard to root for him because we see him across the field. But he put Ohio State as number 11 in his final coaches' rankings. Mm. And that vote counts. Mm. And he wasn't afraid of it. Well, he just... And Dabo's, you know, I, I actually like Dabo. I, and, I, and I think I like Dabo because, you know, I am a Christian. He's a Christian. No uh, judgment to anybody who's not or, you know, has different views. I have tons of friends who aren't. But just who he is morally, I think, is why I like Dabo. But he also has that kind of Urban Meyer-ass thug, we'll stomp your throat but be real nice on Sunday about like, attitude. Yeah, like, it's like... <laughs> Uh, like we always talk, like the attitude we're taking in softball season. Yeah, run it up, run it leave up, leave no doubt. <laughs> yeah, leave and no that's, doubt. That's what he, I think, wants to do. Now he might pull off if they get up a lot, knowing that they got to play. And they'll—that's the other thing. The team that plays the, the two teams that play this game will know who's waiting. Yeah, that's a different thing. Like, oh yeah, oh yeah. The game is going to be different if Notre Dame pulls off the upset. Yeah, because they may not. I don't know. It's just it, the attitude will be different. Oh, absolutely. I think it'll be a letdown game for both teams if Notre Dame wins. Because I think both teams think they can kick Notre Dame's ass. Yeah. History shows that they can. Yeah. 
if Alabama wins, it all of a sudden becomes, oh shit, better clock in. Alabama's waiting, for, you know. Right, right, right. Yeah, so it's, I mean, Friday's going to be a good day, bud. There's going to be a lot of action. I mean, maybe that's a good thing that Notre Dame goes first. Yeah. Because knowing, I think if Clemson, Ohio State went first and Clemson won, I think this Notre Dame team mentally might shit themselves. Just knowing we got to play them again. Again, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I could agree with that. Um, You know, I think that I'm excited, you know. I, I, I feel like this is a great way. Uh, for us personally, not for maybe the rest of the country, to go into 2021. Um, stimulus checks are hitting soon. <laughs> hey, could be there tonight by the time this posts. Check yeah. your bank account. Check your bank account. I mean, we got New Year's Eve. We got great football the next day on New Year's Day. And I mean, last week at NFL. Last week of the, I mean, like, yeah, it's just, you know, 2021 might hit like a twisted teen. Yeah. Might be. Oh. It, it was funny, too, because Jay said, <laughs> we've been. Pull it for Twisted T, its whole career, and finally in December of 2020, it makes its appearance, and it goes in with a bang. So, you know, I'm just I'm excited, man. I I, I really hope that, you know, Notre Dame just puts up a showing, like you said. But so, Clemson, us, you, who you got? I'm gonna go with Clemson, baby. I I, I think that I think Clemson's gonna get it done. Yeah, I wish this would have been kind of a little bit more back and forth as far as our picks go, but. I got it too. Um, so I got Alabama, Clemson. You got Alabama, Clemson. Who you got? You got Saban. You got Dabo. You got Mac Jones. You got Trevor Lawrence. Like phrase it again, just so I can. I can. You got Saban or Dabo. Okay. You got Trevor Lawrence. You got Mac Jones. Okay. You got Travis Etienne. You got Najee Harris. Who you got? As as the guy. Who you got? Who you got winning? I'm going to go with Najee because <laughs> I, I just think it's too good. I think this is the best Alabama team that's been around. Yeah, I mean, and I'm talking Amari Cooper, Alabama. I'm talking oh, Julio man. Jones, Alabama. Derrick Henry, Alabama. Mark Ingram, Alabama. Yeah, I'm going to have to go with Greg Saban. McElroy, Alabama. I'm going to have to go with Saban, Najee, Jones, and, uh, and Smith. I mean, Nick, Nick Saban kind of beat COVID twice in a 10-week season. I don't know how he did that. But. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's built different. Yeah. From a different cloth, that's for sure. He's a robot. That's what it is. Yeah, he I probably th- is. I think he'll just program down. And like, Yeah, he's for one that, what's that Will, what's that Will Smith movie? Oh, I, Robot. I, Robot. Yeah. It's really Nick Saban. Yeah. So, so. I, I got it the same way. I'm going to take Alabama. Um, now, here's a question that I didn't have coming in, but I just thought of it. What do you think TV wants? Do you want... The Alabama Clemson rematch again? Do you want the Notre Dame Clemson rematch again? Or do you want Ohio State to play Alabama or Notre Dame? Man, that is a TV really can't lose. Media. They program themselves to not lose. Media. Those are four of the biggest fan bases as far as viewership goes. Right. They could have right. possibly had. Maybe that's why Texas A and M doesn't get in. Yeah, it probably is, to be honest. Um Man, I I still think though TV probably wants Alabama Clemson because it's just it's just bittersweet. I mean, you got Trevor going out to the league. You got and Jacksonville's waiting on him, you know, on their hands. But if it wasn't that, my next would be probably uh, Notre Dame Clemson rematch, man. I think TV wants. 
I don't think they want Alabama Clemson. I think that's the matchup that's most likely to happen, but it's also the most likely for viewers to shut this off and say, I've seen this already. Notre Dame Clemson, since that's a trilogy of this season, it's so recent. I think that one could be good for TV. And I think Ohio State against either will be a good draw. I just think I think Alabama Clemson is the worst case scenario for TV. I feel like we get through Alabama and play and, and I will say this to any Crimson and Red fan. We get through Alabama, Ohio State gets through Clemson, watch out, motherfuckers. We might <laughs> be national champions, is all I'm saying, because I think we beat them down. I think all three teams beat down Ohio State personally. The only scenario that I don't want to see personally is Ohio State win the national championship because I can't hear it. Yeah. I don't want to hear it. No. I'll listen to Alabama fans who are obnoxious. Yep. Yep. Stingray Janes. Yep. Old Janes clan. Tyler Smith. <laughs> Titus Lee. Random, random people that jumped on the bandwagon. Yeah. Uh, Clemson fans, which there's not Clemson fans. They're just people that hate Notre Dame around here. Right. I, I don't know a real Clemson fan, but that fan base seems annoying too. But not, somebody told me they like they like Clemson because they like the color. It might have been Matt actually, so that doesn't count. He's a Spartans fan. I just hope Matt comes over to watch the games and cheers for the teams that I want to lose because they got a good chance of losing if he's absolutely, um, absolutely. But by far the most annoying fan base is Ohio State. Yeah, yeah. No. I mean, when you're a fan base that can only spell two letters of a four-letter word. That's all you need to know. Mm-hmm. And like the next time I hear OH, it's just go the fuck home. Like, <laughs> so I, I do got one question for you before we before we part ways here. Um, speaking of the NFL, NFC, we already know who the AFC holder is in the Chiefs. What do you think happens this weekend in the, with the NFC? You think that um, the Green Bay holds on? Do you think that the Saints take? Or do you think Seattle takes? I think Green Bay's too good. I hate yeah. to say it. I, Seattle is... Like, Russell Wilson's like Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Okay. Like, Russell Wilson is the reason I did not win my fantasy league. I traded for him midseason when it was let Russ cook. Right. And then all of a sudden, he wound up being burger chef. Right. He started serving and started yeah. cooking. And then the Saints, you just never know. Like, Drew Brees is... I mean... If Kamara can score six touchdowns every week, you're okay. Yeah. No but when you got Aaron Rodgers with the swag that Aaron Rodgers has right now, I mean, they're up in that game. They got that game locked up um, the other day in the snow against the Titans, and he's still throwing seeds to Devontae Adams. Yeah. Like, those two are on a different level. And I, I have to agree with you. I just think that they are, you know, facing their all-time rival, the Bears, at Soldier Field. So... You know, there's a chance that the Bears could upset them. So, if that happens, I would say probably the Seahawks would clinch. Like, I'm, we've been spoiled with a lot of good football this year. Oh yeah. I'm more interested in the trash football that's on this weekend. I think after college, my eyes are gonna be glued to what happens in the NFC least. Because I mean, Danny Dimes and the boys could shock the world and get a home playoff game. I can't say this enough because it just it doesn't make sense when I say it. At six and ten. Right. Have a home playoff game. Unreal. I think, and we talked about this, I think the NFL needs to go to the model of the NBA. And if they're going to take seven teams, I think they should take the, the best seven best teams. Seven teams. I don't think division should matter. Right. 
I think AFC, NFC, that's all that should matter. Okay. And go from there. Yeah, because, I mean, the Colts are a way better football team. The uh, Baltimore is a better football team. The Browns are a better football team. I mean, look at the teams that would get in in the NFC over all those right. NFC East teams. Like, none yeah. of those teams, you got to slap somebody in there. Yeah, 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 I agree. Um, so, are you comfortable getting a Super Bowl pick, or are you going to wait to the playoffs to... No, I think, I think we should run this back and do okay. the playoffs once they're set. Okay, yeah, I like that. I mean... I just want to see if you're feeling froggy. That's all. Just just poking no, the bear. No, because remember, I gotta wait until everything is set to reveal who I'm riding with. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. You because were, you're gonna say obviously you're Detroit is not doing no, it. Not making it. So we just want you guys to know we appreciate you as always. Uh, tune in next Tuesday. Gonna have our first guest on the uh, pod. Uh, we haven't really decided yet if we're gonna do just audio pod. We might do a little visual because. He loved the ladies, the ladies love him. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, Jay Jeffrey's going to be on to talk about the upcoming 2021 softball season. Some uh, changes that have happened, what we're doing. Yeah, what we're doing as a Warriors family, what he's doing as DNR. You know, I'll, I'll touch on the, uh, the Punishers, um, uh, Chiefs Bar, and, you know, just, you know, kind of what softball uh, means to, to our whole being because it really is something that, you know, there's not a day that our group of friends hangs out and we don't reference or talk about softball at some point. So uh, you want to tune into that because it's going to be a lit conversation, uh, a lot going on there. Also, what I'm going to use that for is, you guys know, I took over as director at Tyler Sports Complex at Niles. Um, I wanted to wait till the new year, which will fall in line with uh, Tuesday. Uh, what we're going to be doing for leagues and what I expect to run for tournaments out there. Sweet. So tune in. It's going to be huge. Uh, with that said, I think the video might be the better move just so we reach more viewers. Um, but once again, we appreciate you. Go ND. Jelly. Tsunami. Out. Out.